Hello and welcome to the best and worst of Walt Disney World. My name is Oliver Green uh, and today we are going to be discussing the top five free things you can do at Walt Disney World. These are 100% free. We all know a Disney vacation is very expensive, but these things won't even cost you a cent. So today I am joined by the one, the only, Miss... Steve Porter, there she is. Hey guys, um, how are you, Steve? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm very excited about this topic. So yeah. it's it was surprisingly easy uh, to come up with a list. I thought. What did you think? Yeah, and I think we have some really good things. I, th- I mean, I some of these things are some of my favorite things. I, the particular, the number one thing is probably my my favorite thing to do at Walt Disney World. Um. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you completely. I've just had a quick look at the list. So just putting it out there, this list isn't uh, in any particular order. These are just five things. W- number one is Steve's favorite, and um, I'm going to put it out there. It's probably my favorite too as well. Uh, so we will save the best for last, but they're in no particular order. Uh, so we're going to jump in there, and we will start with uh, number five. Steve, do you want to take us away and let everyone know what number five is? Yes, number five, you can meet Cinderella at the Grand Floridian uh, for the Princess Promenade, at th- I think it's at three o'clock um, or three thirty. Excuse me. Yep. Uh, Cinderella and Prince Charming come down the stairs of the Grand Floridian, and they just do you know this little dance, and they can kind of do. It's not really a meet and greet in that there's a long line of you know people taking pictures, mm-hmm. but you do kind of be around. You're around the characters, and you know it's that little interaction. Yeah. I think this is one of the very few places that you can see a Disney character not inside a Disney park. Yeah, so this is one of those cool things. I think they call it a magical moment. And for those of you that don't know, uh, the Grand Floridian uh, Resort is one of the hotels at Disney. Um, So, of course, that will cost you absolutely nothing to visit there. And if you're there at the right time, which is Mm 3.30, you will see the Disney princesses, which you only normally see if you have that paid ticket to go into the park. park, So uh, it's pretty cool. This is one, and I think you'll see a lot of this with the list that we have. These are cool things to do if you've bought, like, Maybe if you're there for a week and you've bought a four-day park ticket and you're like, mm, well, what can we do on these other days? So, yeah, um, yeah I like I, this one a lot. Yeah, I like this one too. I will also say you might not be able to park right at the Grand Floridian. They might say, you know, if you pull up to the Grand Floridian parking, they might say, sorry, unless you have a reservation or, you know, unless you're not staying here, sorry, you can't come in. But what you could do is just park at the TTC, at like the Magic Kingdom's parking lot, um, and then take the monorail over and, or you could if you're at a different disney resort you could just take the bus to the magic yep. kingdom and then take the monorail over so it's not impossible to get to the grand yeah Floridian. of course and um, what i will say though is if you're planning on making a day of this so you you want to like maybe get something uh, grab to something grab something to eat at the grand floridian and then you just happen to be there at this time they will let you in for that if you let them know you've got reservations for the restaurants there uh, or if you're even if you're visiting the quick service or if you're going to grab a drink at the bar if they have the capacity in the parking lot at that time, they will let you park there, but they don't want you to abuse the system. So make sure you are doing one of those things if you're going to try and time it around that. So. Yeah, if if you pull up and just say, oh, I'm here because I want to watch the Princess Promenade, I don't know, but I'm almost positive they're going to say, sorry, that, you know, parking is full. Yeah. But, you know, you can find other ways to get there. Or like Oliver said, you can have a reservation for lunch or something like that. Yeah, but don't lie about it because they... They do check, especially if you've got a magic band or the last for your last name. So, yes, be honest. So, let's move on to uh, number four. This was one of uh, this was something that I'd seen happen. Yeah. So, um, I didn't I didn't know that this existed. So, I'm yeah. glad that you shared this fact with me. It's what well, I stumbled across it by accident. So, number four is the 
the drawing class at um, Disney's Art of Animation Resort. So for those of you that visited um, Hollywood Studios, the animation courtyard, just a few years ago before it became everything Star Wars, you may have been, uh, you may have took part in a drawing class. Now, these looked like they disappeared when that happened. They looked like mm. they just disappeared off the face of the earth. They didn't. Some of it um, or something similar to it actually remained, and you can find that over at the Art of Animation. They will still do uh, some drawing classes. They're not necessarily geared towards adults like the other ones were or geared towards families these ones are geared more towards children and they will prioritize children if you wanted to take part in them um but they are open to everyone still they will accommodate you if they can so yeah uh they just to give people some more information on it they are monday to tuesdays at 11 2 p.m and 5 p.m so i when you told me this i thought this was kind of an you know ancient part of disney history yeah. at this point i didn't know that they there was any part of this left so i was glad to hear that they are still doing and it, it's so. it, it is nice because i know so many people that did those drawing classes originally enjoyed them so much so again it might not be the exact thing you're expecting but it is it's in the same vein it's very similar to the drawing classes that you could get uh, back in the day at hollywood studios so yeah it is nice it's cool that they still offer something like that so okay looking at number three so um this one feels a bit it's a bit uh broad but i'll tell you why I think it deserves a place on the list. Uh, and this is, you can visit the animals at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. So you don't have to go in the park to see the animals. Yep. Um, so like uh, Steve was saying earlier, this is the same principle. If you just drive up and say, hey, I'm here to see the animals, they're probably going to ask you to park somewhere else and get the bus in. Um, but if you're going to try and tie this in with something else, you'll be good. So yep. um, what kind of animals do you know, Steve? So yeah, they have uh, giraffes, uh uh, what are, ostriches, uh, water bucks, uh, cranes, let's see, geese, pelicans, zebras. So there's a lot of animals. Um, and the, a lot of them are behind the pools. So, like, mm -hmm. if you think of the resort, you know, kind of, this is, I don't know how to describe it, but it kind of encloses in on the pools, on the, the, the middle and then on the back end is where all the animals are, where the safaris yeah. are. Um, so yeah, you just kind of, you know, go back past that little pool area and there's kind of little paths and there's actually little spots where you can find like binoculars and look and yeah. see animals that are far away. So it is kind of, you know, if you don't, if maybe you're here for four days, but only have a three day park, park hopper or yeah. uh, base ticket, excuse me, and you don't have time to go to Disney's Animal Kingdom, Yep. Um, but your kids maybe want to still see the animals, this would be a good opportunity to, to do that. So. Definitely. And they, um, I've actually been there at times when they've put an animal keeper there that has quite a lot of knowledge about the animals. Um, so they will, they're more than happy to talk to you about it. And it just adds a bit more to the experience. You know, it's, it doesn't, um, even though these are uh, excuse me, that was my telephone. I apologize. Um, <laughs> even though these are free experiences, it doesn't feel cheap. It has that same Disney feel to it. It feels, um, you know, it, it feels like a, a something you should pay for. And technically you should because it is for the guests at the resort. So, uh, but it is still free and they will let you go and look at the animals well, if you wanted to. I don't, I mean... If you're just getting into the resort and lying to get in, then that's not okay. But if yeah. you know you're there for a dining reservation, or you're there because um, you know you have family, maybe you're staying at a different resort, but you have family staying there, or you have you know, there's lots of reasons why you could go there yeah. and not be against the rules. And this is just a free opportunity for you to take advantage of. Yeah. 
I think actually at Animal Kingdom Lodge as well, that, that is kind of one of the resorts that if you just say, hey, we, we've heard a lot about the resort, we just want to look around a little bit, is long and it... it they, they, they will accommodate you if the parking is available. They're quite good over at Animal yeah, Kingdom Lodge. It I, will vary from resort. But. It is one of the resorts where I think, like you said, they're a little bit more accommodating just because it's not one that people can really take advantage of to get better parking to get. So yeah. you'll see this that at the Grand Floridian or the Polynesian or the Contemporary um, and even Wilderness Lodge, sometimes they're a little bit more strict with parking rules because they know people are trying to use that to get in to have closer parking or free parking, um, which is not acceptable and not, you know, that's against Disney policy, I'm sure. But, um, you know, it's just Animal Kingdom, it's a little bit more flexible just because, you know, no one's really using that because it's not going to get them any better parking, you know, than if they just drive up to Animal Kingdom or something. Yeah, yeah so. there's no benefit for them. So, um, yeah, so that's good, really. So, should we move on to number two? Sure. This is one of my favorites. I used to see this a lot back in the days when I was a lifeguard at the Grand Floridian. But you can actually watch the um, electrical water pageant on the, uh, it's just gone out of my head, Seven Seas Lagoon. Yep. Um, and you can see it, it's very similar to the electri- uh, electrical light parade, but it takes place on the water. And this is just a pageant that will go around and it's set to some, um, some, some very. <laughs> I want to say I don't want to say tacky, but it's set to some. That's retro, I guess. I yeah, know. let's say retro music. Set to some like <laughs> retro MIDI kind of music. So yeah. um, it's pretty cool. It, they've been doing this since 1971. I'm 90% sure of that. They've been doing it since 1971. I can double check, but I'm um, 100% sure too. Yeah, and this is just uh, it's just a parade that goes on the water. It's it's nice. They they have different uh, animals. Have different like floats that go along. You can see this from pretty much anywhere um, that views Seven Seas Lagoon. So if you staying um, at the Contemporary, you'll be able to see it. Maybe not as well as you would do if you were at the Polynesian, for example, or the Grand Floridian, uh, because it goes right past the shorelines that they have there. Um, And you can also see it from the front of Magic Kingdom, too, if you're exiting at the right time. Um, I will say, if you did want to catch this, uh, it's it's nice to incorporate this in an evening. I'd say if you're going to walk from, say, the Polynesian Resort to the Grand Floridian and then maybe ride the monorail around back to the car, uh, it's nice to catch it then. It Mm -hmm. just feels like it's a little, you know, add-on. So. to give a little history, uh, it started October 25th, 1971. So it was the first year, but and the first month, actually, of Walt go. Disney World being open. Just a couple, really a couple days after it opened. Um, yeah. I feel like I feel like we're confident in saying it opened with the part then. If it's within a yeah. month of opening, I'm, I'm going to say it. Yeah, I'm sure. Part. I feel like this is probably something that was scheduled to open with yeah. the, you know what I mean? But like one of the lights wasn't working or something. <laughs> and it's like the old Christmas lights where, well, one's gone out, they've all gone now. Yeah, so right. They were just going around checking each individual light. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's 14 floats with different lights on all the different, you know, there's a sea creature float, there's yeah. an American flat, and they all kind of change yes. too. So they do. It is, I don't know, it's just a really, it is a fun, I feel like it's a true classic yeah. Disney, Walt Disney World thing. You know, I I like old Disney stuff, whether it's old Disneyland stuff or old Walt Disney World stuff, and this is like one of those classic yeah. um, Disney it, things, so. It really is, and it's, 
For me, it's something that people, it's put there because people just catch it. No one really plans to see it, to be honest. They just kind of catch it. And it's just that nice little magical moment to your vacation yeah. you probably weren't expecting. So um, they do a good job with it, too. You've got to remember, I when I was, you know, lifeguarding at the Grand Floridian, I, I got to see it a lot of nights. And mm-hmm. I always enjoyed it. Even after, you know, time after time, I always really enjoyed seeing the water pageant. So, um, yeah, if you're over that way, check it out. You know, don't necessarily make a special trip out there. But I don't know if you've spent the day at the Grand Floridian looking for the princesses then you walk on over to the Polynesian and maybe go back for a drink you know just uh just stay a bit longer and check out the water pad well and we have kind of a good transition because the next thing and it's your favorite I'm gonna let you take it away my favorite thing (laughs) is watching the fireworks from one of the resorts on the seven seas lagoon particularly for me the Polynesian speech is my favorite place to watch the fireworks they you know they play the music for the wishes fireworks there yeah um and it's just the far back like look, and you see the reflection on the the Seven Seas Lagoon of the fireworks. It's just the perfect spot, and I don't love crowds, so you know you're not really fighting people on Main Street for shoulder room kind of a thing. And yeah, it's just a, I don't, it's my favorite place to watch the fireworks, and it's free. Like it's, this whole thing is about, but you know, I don't know, I love it. It's no, it's awesome. I absolutely love that. I used to do that an awful lot when I first moved down here whilst I was still looking for work. So obviously I couldn't spend too much money. Mm-hmm. The pennies were tight. But um, no, I used to go and watch the fireworks from the beach all the time just because they go the extra mile, you know. Mm-hmm. They, they're they aware that people are going to stand there and view them. So they put the music on, which is just a nice touch. I've actually got a tip for this as well. So you can do this all year round. Um, if you're coming at a time of year where they're going to be doing speciality fireworks, definitely watch them from there because it means you can catch them more than once. So if you're going to go to, I don't know, like a Mickey's Not So Scary um, or a Christmas party, you can come out after you've done your party and rewatch the fireworks another night when they're doing it. Uh, and they'll have, of course, the party music. And it also gives you this great view of the 360-degree fireworks they do around the park because you're so far back. back so yeah. um, again, if you're going to go, though, make sure you go on a clear night. I went in times in October when it was a bit more misty and you missed the fireworks completely because yeah. you just see flashes above the clay. Above yeah, the fog, I, so. that is like the one downside is if it's, you're yeah. right, if it's a little foggy, you're basically just watching flashes of light. But um, the other one, I just to mention quickly, yeah, sure. um, or not not to the other one, but just to mention quickly more about that is I was there one night when my, or my brother came to visit me and we just went to Epcot for the day. Yep. And I love Illuminations, but I particularly love Wishes. Yeah. It's just my favorite. Wishes is probably one of my favorite things about Walt Disney World. Um, and so we did this. We just went over and, you know, it was one of those things where we wouldn't have been able to see these fireworks, you know, if it weren't for this opportunity yeah. to have, watch them from the beach. So, I don't know. It's just one of those things, too, where I have, like, memories attached to it, too. So Yeah. No, it's nice. But, I like it a lot. I took a lot of family there whenever they've come down to... Just show them because it's almost like, even though a lot of people know about it, it still feels like your little secret. Yeah, you know, because again, one of the things you can do at the Polynesian, this isn't free anymore. I suppose technically we're we're getting into other territory, but you can get the uh, the doll whip there at the doll whip stand, and you can mm-hmm. stand on the beach and enjoy your free fireworks with your doll whip. And yeah. that's so that I love that. That's so cool. Yeah, right. So yeah, is uh, I think that just about covers it for the list. Is there anything else you've got at all? That's Steve? all I can think of. No. Okay. Cool. So they were our top five. Uh, 100% free things to do uh, at the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, If you enjoyed this episode, we'd encourage you to check out our top five money-saving tips where we have some absolutely outstandingly good uh, (laughs) tips for you to save 
um, I would say a substantial amount of money yeah. uh, at Walt Disney World. So I'll put that in the uh, the notes just below um, that you'll see down here on YouTube and you can find that show just there. Uh, but no, thank you so much for joining us. Um, thank you, Steve. Um, yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode of The Best and Worst of Walt Disney World.